You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush and Ben Taylor. What's up, everybody? Clarence Carter's always stroking, and so are the Dad Bods, Kyle and Ben. Boy, was I this past week, past weekend. <laughs> All kinds of golf. I, I do want to get to one. We talked about if people, if they touch base with us, if they reach out to us, we'll read it on the air. That includes Twitter. Yes. Hazel, this for you. After paying virtually no attention to golf this week, I'm very confused by the few little things that I've heard. So I'm already ready for the next episode of Dad by Golf Pod. Catching me up following the playoffs slash Twitter slash PGA Tour app is insane. So... That's what we're here for. Oh, we got your back. We got your recap. We we got more than a recap because we got something that even I learned that Kyle told me about the winner and those affiliated with him that I had no idea. It blew my mind as well. So um, we got tons to cover. And uh, along with a recap of my golf weekend that involved playing the number one courses in the state of Alabama while Kyle was sitting at the beach and sipping pina coladas. Yes. With no invite whatsoever. (laughs) French friendship is lacking. We're six. This is actually episode seven. I didn't want to cut into family time. You'd already said you had a beach trip. I knew you would cancel when you found out what we were doing. I would. I would apologize later. And then to rub salt in the wound, there was a guy that actually plays golf with you from time to time, who's who's been in your dogfight, and you knew him. Yep. And he texted you. He also had no idea that I was the Ben from the Dad Bod Golf Pod until about three holes in, and he said, "Hey, have you heard about this podcast?" that oh Kyle's gosh. doing? And I said, you mean the one with Kyle and Ben? And he goes, yeah. Oh, oh you're, you're, the, you're the Ben. <laughs> i tell you what, guys, you, you know who your friends are when when stuff like this comes up and, and the phone doesn't ring. So, <laughs> so like I said, this is episode seven. I would say I feel bad, but I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. This is episode seven, so it took us six episodes to yes. uh, totally lose friendship. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, episode seven and... We have got to discuss yes the greatest tournament in the history of golf, possibly. That arguably. gave us a big middle finger because we did nothing <laughs> but crap all we over pooped. this tournament. We pooped all over it, so they said, uh, hey, we're going to... Um, Not only we have a tournament for you, we're going to go ahead and go, was it eight or nine playoff holes? We're going to go eight playoff holes oh. and almost break the record. Yeah, exactly. Almost break the record. And it was, it was phenomenal. Uh, I did not watch... Of course, Thursday, I didn't watch any of it because I was on the road all day. Uh, Friday, I just was kind of golfed out. So I watched a little bit on Saturday because I was a little under the weather. Um, And then Sunday turned out to be – it was great because I told you I played golf Sunday. So I was missing – I was going to watch the recap because the Golf Channel always has the replay on in the evening. So I was going to watch the replay. I texted you. I said, said, don't tell me they won't watch the replay. Well, then I'm reading through Twitter – and they're just beginning the playoffs. So oh, I was yeah. like, well, I got to watch this. I'm not waiting until tonight because I may it fall was... asleep tonight. And next thing I know, I got to see eight holes of golf, of free golf, after I played. And it was awesome. It was absolutely amazing. So I watched pretty much the whole thing because Bubba was going for like his sixth Traveler Championship yes. or something. It's, it's so funny. Bubba's from like super small town. He's from rural. Baghdad. It's everybody says Marianna, but he's from Baghdad, Florida. Which yeah. Right is outside a, of Milton. It's a, it's yeah. It's a very small town outside of Milton and the Milton Marietta area. Uh, Marietta, Pensacola. Pensacola. Um, yeah. And so, uh, and he's has success at these like really random spots in the country that, he oh, it's a, yeah, he's grew, he grew up playing on nothing but Bermuda. That's all you can grow there. I mean, it's yeah, in the Panhandle of Florida. Just, it's, it, yeah, it's flat. It's Some of it's a little bit marshy. It's um, th- There's no elevation. I mean, it's it's 
it's not far from the coast. So, I mean, when you say it's sea level, it is sea level. Yes. Um, it's nothing but Bermuda greens. If, if not something else, it's definitely not Poana, not bent, like, no. cause they can't grow them down no. there. And so that's what he keeps winning on. Yeah. He goes, so he's won three times at the travelers, I believe mm-hmm. three times. He's won twice at the Genesis, the Genesis, I believe I think that's what it is. Yeah. Though, so that's out in California. Yeah. And then he's won the masters twice, Yeah, which the mat, the, the elevation of the Masters is nothing like he's no he's grown up playing. It's just it's funny. Well, it's and the like, greens are slick at the Masters compared yeah. to. I mean, if you if you're comparing bent grass to Bermuda grass, I mean he's he's that's tabletops at Augusta, right? Not to mention when he's playing in Baghdad, it, they don't. I don't even know they have a country club. It's probably a local muni he bought that he's it. playing at. He bought it. Oh, did he buy it? Yeah, Tanglewood Golf. I watched a. They did one of those uh, the behind special the, where behind he the and scenes Boo Weekly from the same town, and there was one other golf. Three pro golfers came uh, out. It of was, there. it's, um, oh. I put you on the spot. Never, nobody remembers him either. He was only on tour for a few years. I'll and, think of it in a um, minute. But the, the three of them, all, all different ages, so they didn't play together. Uh, so it's kind of odd, but still, and they knew but didn't know each other. I mean, anytime you're from a small town like that, you're going to know who the other. Slow, he'd Slocum. He'd Slocum. That's yep. it. And so, uh, yeah, all of them growing up in Baghdad. Of course, Boo wanting to do nothing but hunt, but he did play golf every now and then. Yeah. Um, and Boo's story also is phenomenal, working at like a factory or like a farm and then just played golf on the side to try to swindle people out of money. Oh, yeah. uh, He's a hustler. And then you got uh, Bubba who grew up, you know, father figure, not really, you know, what it needed to be and 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 dealing with all the stuff that he dealt with and – Bubba had a temper issue when he first got on tour, yeah. or even when he was in college, he had a temper issue. So, um, what a, what a, and like you just said, what a great story. Him going for another travelers and and was in the driver's seat, and then kind of fell apart the last four holes. I think he was six over. Yeah, yeah. no, five holes. He was six over in the last five holes. I think he finished bogey, bogey, double bogey. Oh wow! So it was a rough, rough finish, but that set the table. Mm-hmm. For the epic showdown that we've all been waiting for, <laughs> and that was Harris English versus Kramer Hickok. Kramer, that's what he got referred to. Like, forget the Hickok part; it was just Kramer. Seinfeld gifts were trending all over the place all week. Uh, that whole last hour and a half on Twitter, and his little <laughs> not claim to fame, but he and Spieth went to school together, right? And he even caddy for speed before Greller did. Yeah, and uh, just to just to fill in from time to time, and uh, or still fills in when Greller can't. And so uh, they were trying to push that storyline. There was at one point in time he was in the same bunker as Spieth. If, yeah, if he would have uh, chipped out and chipped it in like Spieth did to beat Berger that year, um, you know they were wondering, hey, you know he recalls it, you know he's heard the stories. Is he going to throw his club? Like they were, tr- they really trying to force that. They really wanted him to chip in. Yep. Um, which it really would have made for great television. Um, but he didn't, of course. Uh, but it was still, it was a, it was awesome, awesome playoff. Uh, Harris English getting the win. I didn't realize he got his second win of the of the season. Harris English. Yeah, he did. It's the second one. Up there in the top five as far as FedEx points are concerned. He's shot up there. He's right behind, uh, I believe it's, I had the I had him pulled up. He's playing good golf. You, you told good. me seven top tens this year already? Seven top tens. He's just quietly kind of plugging along. He had the he had the lead in the U.S. Open for about two hours yes, in the clubhouse, yeah. and we never saw him hit a shot. Well, that was, yeah, that was the thing. is uh, You and I talked about it on the, on the last pod where we said – 
I got to see him hit one shot, and that was his putt on 18 to finish his round yeah. that he birdied and went in at three under, and everybody thought, okay, all the rest of these guys are throwing darts. The winner's going to be around seven, eight, nine, ten under. And turns out he finished second in the tournament. Yes. So, or tied for second. Right. So Patrick Cantley's leading the FedEx Cup. Is, wow. Just looked that up. But the playoff in, of, of it, in and of itself had so many, has so many different things that we can unpack. Um, number one that I want to talk about is, first of all, it went eight holes. Mm-hmm. The record was 11. And it took a like an eight-foot, kind of like a little delicate slider for birdie to, to end it. So yeah. the putts that they made in this playoff were absolutely insane. And they couldn't – here's the funny part, though. They but couldn't make birdie putts. They were all for par. Yeah. <laughs> it said there was a screenshot at one point in time, and I don't, this was the seventh or sixth or seventh hole of the playoff. Mm. And it's like just in this playoff – of putts that were six feet or greater, mm-hmm. both of them were over 20 feet. Yeah. They were absolutely like money for par. It, they were not missing a par. Putt. No, it was amazing. And even all the way at the end, he put the pressure on Harris English. Did Kramer. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, he blew his birdie putt. He had, a, he had like a 60-foot birdie putt. Yeah. And he had like 20 feet coming back. Boy, did he make a run. <laughs> I mean, he was he, trying to hit the back of the hole from sixty-five he, feet away. I thought it was going. I thought he almost put it off into the bunker. I was like, man, after all that, after, after all, all this, of this, this guy's going to four jack gonna three, on the final yeah, hole. You're going to three jack to to lose, and then, but he walks up there and just freaking pours it in. Yeah. Just, so then you're like, you got Harris English, who's got what, like a seven footer for birdie. Oh yeah, it was probably. I'd even venture to say it was it was ten to twelve feet. I mean, he wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a tap. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a, a Saturday morning gimme no. like that your buddies will give you when you for bogey. Like it wasn't even that. Right. It was, and it got a lot longer. Yeah. As longer soon as that, as soon as that putt got made, I told my wife. I said, I said that's because let's just call it seven feet. I said that seven footer just went to fourteen feet. Oh yeah, in and your she, head. Because she told me she goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "He now." I said, "Part of him, you got to think that mentally he's sitting there thinking." It's still fine. You still par. You move on to the next hole. So no pressure. Take your time. Do go through your breathing. Go through your yeah. routine. But still, to know that now you have an opportunity to win it. You thought you had not a gimme birdie putt, but a seven to ten footer that pros are usually pretty good at making. Where, where it, you even mentioned it when you look at the read. It probably wasn't even out of the hole. It's probably left edge. Yeah. Not even. So it's not like he had a big swinger that he had to die in. Uh, he could make a run at it. Yeah. And, but as I said, it went from seven feet to 14 feet real yeah, quick. And, and see the whole, the the seventh playoff hole, he had almost the exact same putt and he didn't even remotely touch the hole. No. <laughs> For birdie. He missed it. Like it didn't even, missed it low. It didn't even come close. So I was like, man, what's going to, what's going to happen here? And then uh, he just absolutely jars it left center. Part of me wasn't shocked that Kramer went so far by on his putt because if you remember I think it was either the hole before or the hole before that both his birdie putts came up way short yeah and so I'm sure when he was back there he was thinking I can't come up 10 feet short no I well it. he didn't he did not <laughs> sometimes I do sometimes you have that that brain fart on the course too when you have like an uphill lag putt yeah it's like I got this speed down on my head and then you just get up there and you just absolutely nuke it <laughs> Way past the hole. It happens to me. All, uphill lag putts are my nemesis. Well, and you also, you know, you'll 
when it comes that late in the day, and you've heard pros talk about it, you see guys blow it by, it's because the greens are a little chewed up. I know they can repair ball marks. I yeah. mean, I know that, but it's still. traffic. Still, yeah, still it's had foot traffic on it all day long. And you've just played this hole 37 times in Exactly. A row. And so you're going to get some bumps. Yeah. And all of a sudden, that one line you got, you don't catch one single bump and the ball doesn't slow down at all. So you, you run it. it comes off hot. <laughs> comes off hot, catch it on a heartbeat, and it runs 10, 15 feet by. And everybody goes, what are you doing? And it's like. And it that thing, it's, it's plinkoed around all day on these greens. And now all of a sudden I get the smoothest putt on the course. I think I just completely, when it's me, I just black out. I completely <laughs> black out, lose bodily function and just hammer it. Just it's incredibly too hard. Well, my buddies make fun of me. My routine, you know what my routine is when I putt? I read it and then I just, I'm like speed. I don't take any practice strokes. I just step up there and I putt it. And they're like, how do you do that? How do you not get a feel for your putter? I'm like, man, that is way too much thinking. I said, yeah. I'm I'm not that smart. Like, y'all don't need to – there's no point in doing all that. It, well, I'm an absolute head case yeah. on the, with a putter. So <laughs> so I'm trying to talk myself out of like 10 different things whenever, whenever I stand over the ball. 10 different things. He's already told me about like six putters he's got at home. And he's probably gone through all of them. <laughs> yep, I'm trying to figure out which he's ones I'm like, going to sell. Like, like Phil, when he had two drivers, he, he, Kyle's the one that takes two putters out on the course. And, uh, yeah. He still he still has the 14 club limit, but uh, he has to get rid of You got to go to the putting green <laughs> before the round, feel it out. And bench one. <laughs> you got to take- You'd be amazed at some players that do that. Like I've said, like pros. I've been shocked when they'll show them like warming up, and you'll see them putting with like a two ball. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they cut back to them when they're still in the putting green, and they've got the blade putter out. They got a Scotty Cameron blade, and it's like, what? What is going on? What just happened? And he's and it's all because they're they're like, I mean, I just can't get the feel for it today. I mean, Michael Johnson talked about Charles Schwartzel. Yes. You know, Mid tournament, mid tournament, mid qualifying tournament. He 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 finishes the first eighteen benches same his, day, same day <laughs> benches his arm lock and goes yes. out and makes nine birdies with that. I wonder if it was that uh, that mallet that has the 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 shaft goes all the way to the back of the club. It's like the the head the mallet sticks out. It was really weird looking. It's I don't even know, weirder you, you looking mentioned than that after we got off the after we got off the phone. I was like, dang it, I should have asked him. And um and I tried to look it up and I couldn't they didn't I couldn't find any footage of him putting. So they, he, he they went showed, from a weirder putter. He went from a weird putter to an even weirder putter. Yes. But uh yeah, so it was a it was a great uh tournament. The, the one thing that I was gonna ask you is you know they started off, they said we're gonna play 18, 18, and then we'll go to seventeen. Mm-hmm. After, you know, after three, if it goes three holes. And I was wondering, was there any plan whatsoever after that? Because I've always <laughs> wondered that myself yeah. because they, you know, like you mentioned the 11 hole, the, the record. Yeah. They admitted they were making stuff up. That they like the last five holes they made up. They said that. They, yeah. they said, we, while, while they were in the fairway, tournament officials were standing up on the green going, where are we going next? And yeah. so then they'd come to a conclusion and they'd tell the player, we're going to one or we're going to three or wherever. Um, and then some you've seen where they will announce, they will say, we're going to go 18, 18, 17, 17. Anything after that, we'll just keep playing 18 till it's over. Like yeah. they'll say that. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the plan or not. But I feel like every they now never, and then they, they never just... said that though. They never came out and said what the plan was. So it made me wonder, uh, they may not have a plan if yeah. this goes to 11. I couldn't remember. So I know every now and then they would just randomly jump over to 17. So I wonder if they just, they did 18, 18, 17, and then just 
or just yeah, kept recycling just, it. 18, just, 18, 18, 17, 18, 18, and just did it over again, which would make sense because they had played 18 twice yeah. at the end. And then I guess if they would have gone to nine, maybe they would have jumped back to 17. But 17 was such a better playoff hole yeah. to me because you had – you had a bunker left, you had water right, a tight fairway, then your approach shot was over water. I felt like it could have really separated yeah. them a lot faster, whereas 18... Oh, yeah, bad swing puts you out of the hole. Yeah, 18 was, you hit it to inside 100 yards, mm-hmm. and then you got a little wedge shot. I don't know if you do that to, you know, for the bird, try, try to get the birdie to win for, you know, theatrics or whatever, but... That's why Tiger did the best thing with the course that he put up in Missouri. You just got the 19th hole. Go to the 19th hole. You just go to the 19th hole. And I said that. They had. Know, I, and I tweeted that with, yeah. the, with the umbrella out in the water. Closest to the pin. That was, I was in. And then I noticed that some pros, they must have been following they Dad sure by Golf Pod because they started, Max Homa was one. Yep. As he said, give the people what they want <laughs> yeah. and let them go to the umbrella. Yeah, go to the umbrella. Closest to the pin at the umbrella. And I didn't even say close. I said best three out of five. Yeah. Let, give Just them a few it. shots at it. Yeah. Um, that would have been awesome. Because I and mean, then if that doesn't work, you know, swim out there and the first one <laughs> to touch it and come back wins. I mean, it was, it was I mean, crazy. Keep talking about wanting to grow the game. That would have grown the game. I mean, if to they have a shootout. If at, they were dropping balls right there and hitting at that, travelers would not have doubled gotten their enough. prize money. I could have not happened. gotten enough of that. No, I couldn't either. I mean, <laughs> travelers would have. The fact that they already have that damn red umbrella on every hole, <laughs> so you know what the tournament is. But to be able to do that at the end, where that could have been some sort of shootout or play, I mean, that's never going to happen because the PGA is just not going to sanction that. But still, can you imagine? They would have doubled their price. Like, they would have said, you know what? I know that we paid you guys 1.5 to be sponsors of this tournament. Make it three and a half. They're, <laughs> yeah. they're like, this is the best advertising you could ever yeah. have. Yeah. So uh, you'll never forget the name of that tournament. No, no, no doubt. I mean, mm-hmm. they've done with their branding, like I said, with that damn red umbrella. <laughs> that's why I was glad that the red umbrella, when I put the emojis on there, was not offered. It was a purple umbrella on the, on the iPhone emoji. So, uh, so I didn't have to, I didn't have to see the red umbrella even again. Uh, so yeah, I bet you there will was, be. Oh yeah, there will. Yeah, travelers <laughs> is kind of like as much as it got. Tra- yeah, got shown. Yeah, it's it's gonna happen. They'll they'll pay Apple to put one on there. Oh, yeah. So big ups to Harris English for that yeah. for that awesome. I mean, it was fun. There was I mean there was a I saw some tweets. There's there's, there's a lady that has no affiliation with golf, and it, this thing got retweeted a bunch of times. She's like, I jumped on CBS to get mad because 60 minutes was cut short because of golf. But then I found myself two glasses of wine in yelling at the TV, you know, having so much fun during awesome. this playoff. So, I mean, it was that was a lot of fun for that tournament, even though the field was awesome. Yeah. You just kind of you get you're coming down off the high from the U.S. Open. You feel like people aren't going to, you know, be that into it. Oh, the worst thing that could have happened was somebody go out there and win by six strokes. Yeah. This so, was the best thing that could happen. This, that there were there were there were only really two ways to go about it this way and any other way. Because right. even if it would have been a two-stroke victory, would we have been talking about Kramer? Would we right. have been, ta- you know, would we have been talking about Harris English's caddy that you told me about? No. Not even if he won going away, I wouldn't have. When you brought that up, I was like, what? Yeah. Speaking of Harris English's caddy. So about, I don't know if it was the second or third playoff hole. They throw up this graphic. Like, I can't believe, you can't just do this. <laughs> You can't just throw up this graphic. This, this is because people in the truck got bored and started Googling stuff. They're trying to find content. And they content. came across this. 
I yeah, guarantee you. You can't just throw this out there with like no backstory. Like it's you, you just can't do this. So apparently, Harris English's caddy, Eric Larson, yeah. who's 60 years old, spent 10 years in prison for selling cocaine. Yeah, from 1995 is when is when he he went into prison and then came out in 05, of course, like I said, 10 years and four different federal prisons. That's incredible. Like you can't do that. That's that's an ESPN 30 for 30. You can't just throw this up on the line of the whole article. It's from the New York Post. English's issues with his struggles with golf. Larson's issue was his struggle with life. <laughs> it was trying to compare it. They were, they, were, they were trying to equate that they're, they're both going through, they've both been through dark times. You know, Harris English, there was a drought between wins. And then it's. I don't care, man. Just, I don't know that putting up an 85, you can compare to 10 years in federal prison, brother. No. <laughs> Larson, would, Larson would take a, uh, he would take a seven year. Um, yes. No wins. No seven win. year he win would, drought. I can promise you he would tote a bag for 10 years winless. Yeah. Then he would go back to federal prison. Oh, I promise sure. you. Golly, they just literally just it, dropped that in there yeah, like it, it was nothing. Like, as I said, I, I played golf. I didn't get to watch a lot of golf up until Sunday. Um, so I'm assuming that because I didn't see anything about it any other time. Is, is that when it came out? They waited to the playoffs to, to drop I, that nugget? I'm sure that they've possibly talked about it. They possibly talked about it throughout the time. But that to me, that's when I was most focused and got a lot of airtime watching Harris English, but yeah. So I was all I was kind of wondering, you know, this is my thing. Like, okay, how does Harris English meet a guy who got busted selling cocaine yes. in prison? Well, he was actually he's he's a pretty well known caddy from before. He he caddied for Mark Kalkovecchia for a long time, and it said that as early as '95. So it was right before he went to prison. Yes, like he's on a bag one day. And he's behind bars the next in the same year. I got to put a little bit of blame on Calc. I mean, is Calc not making enough money to keep his <laughs> keep his uh, caddy from selling blow? I mean, what's going on? Who's he selling to as well? I mean, or, or is this going to other players? Other players, other caddies. Other cat? Yeah, yeah. I Tournament mean, officials. Is it, has he got a racket going from town to town? He's a big dude. He may have needed a bump to get him through the. <laughs> I'm not to get him through the round. Unbelievable, man. That's. Yeah. When I when you said that, and I said uh, I said, come on, there's and no I, way. And I had to Google it, and as soon as I pulled it up, I was like, this is unbelievable. It said Calc would. Uh, this is this this is crazy too. So Calc would go visit him in prison, yeah. which is which is kind of cool. But he he became friends with Jordan Belfort. Yeah, know, yeah. That's the dude Wolf from of Wall, Wolf Street. Wall Street. Yeah. <laughs> he's the Wolf of Wall Street. Like it doesn't. This story, I like. You can't just throw this in. Like we need. We need like a pregame, like you know how they do golf. They, they do like pregame before the golf, before the actual golf comes on. Like, yeah, we need. I need a thirty for thirty, uh, behind the greens type uh, story on this guy. This is unreal, unbelievable. Yeah, he's got to be because they. When you look through the story that the post did, they had quotes from um, from Calcavecchia. They had quotes from English that nobody's really talked to, and he may not want to talk about it. I don't know. I mean, he's made a couple of comments about it, but I, I, I imagine he's probably tried to put that behind him. So yeah. uh, it's not something he wants to, to rehash. But still, <laughs> you're in prison with Jordan Belfort, who a movie was made after. <laughs> Granted, it was a roguish movie, but still. A lot of cocaine in that movie, he too. Was, he was there, and he said that the movie was tame compared to his real life, yeah. which is even more odd. 
Um, and and he's he is since out of prison as well. Belfort is. He's he's making the rounds. I, I end up I follow him on Instagram and Twitter. You if you don't, you need to search for Jordan Belfort and follow him on Instagram because still not so sure he's not li- like. The fact that they said he had to pay back all this money, I was like, not the way he's living. Yeah. He's got some coffee cans full of cash. Oh, yeah. He had some offshores. He has some offshores that he went and liquidated. Totally untouchable. Uh, so he's doing just fine. But still, it's uh, he's a fun follow as well. And it kind of, and he's still and he's not afraid of the spotlight. So it makes me wonder if somebody will grab a hold of him and see if they can uh, get some, you know, somebody from the PGA Tour will get some uh, some stories out of him about um, about the caddy. But that's that's about Larson. That's amazing. Yeah, and good for him. Good for him bouncing no, back. Yeah, and, absolutely. Comeback story. Uh, the but, comeback kid. Yeah, the comeback kid at sixty years of age, and he's out there toting a the bag, man. After ten years, in he prison. didn't look like he was he was struggling at all either. He was, no, and he doesn't look sixty. Like when you look at the picture of he and Harris from this from this past weekend's tournament, it's up at the very top of the page. He doesn't even look sixty. I mean, he looks he looks mid forties. Uh, I mean, he doesn't, what better he doesn't person, really look older than Harris? To be honest with you, hey, if you're in an eight hole battle. Of a playoff, who better to have on your bag than somebody that survived ten years in federal prison? He's never. He there's nothing he hasn't said. No, there's nothing, and, and there's no way you're going to get him down. No, I mean no. that's one of those where you get to complaining and you get to talking about your game and how bad your day is, and he looks, he can just look at you and go, "Are you serious right now?" Yeah, like so. You're, you the first or second playoff hole. Harris was plugged right in the bunker lip. Mm-hmm. And you, you know he kind of sulked a little bit, and and Eric was probably like, you know. You're complaining over a little plug bunker lie. I got shanked seven times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can get this out. Get Come it on, out. Bud, you got this. Get it out. And he did. <laughs> he did. He blasted it out and got it up and down. But Another one of those par putts. Just cra- yeah, he did. Crazy story. Like that they just tried to just fit in there like it was like, hey, I got I'm sorry guys, we gotta talk about this. Yeah. I was that's one of those things that did he just say did he just say uh this guy spent ten years in prison for selling coke? Yeah, had to go back, had to go back, rewind it. Yes, he did say that, and then I got to Googling this dude, and it's just unbelievable story. But that, I mean, the storylines never end from the no. Travelers Championship. No, no. After we completely pooped on it all week last week, I, I apologize. I'm, I'm looking forward to next year's Travelers. <laughs> Travelers is appointment TV for me. It is. Know. It is. I, I will not complain. It, it'll be the tournament. It will no longer be known as the tournament after the U.S. Open to me. It will right. be the Travelers and Red Umbrella and all. So congratulations. Travelers is not paying to be on this podcast. They should since they're getting all these shout-outs. Uh, so uh, congratulate. I mean, again, brilliant marketing because yeah. nobody was going to talk about it. And now they, they look like the geniuses that tied their name to it. Yes, that was uh, so, great. So it was great. I had a great weekend myself. Yeah, I know. You did. <laughs> you jerk. You want to talk about your beach life first? Did you play any while you were down there? I did play. I played did you. I did play. So uh I went to the uh Perdido Bay Golf Club. Okay. So there was a PGA tournament that used to be held for like thirty years in Pensacola. It was a Pensacola Open. Yep. Arnold Palmer won it twice, Gary Player won it twice, and when they won it it was it was at the Pensacola Country Club. Okay. And then they moved it for ten years to Perdido Bay Golf Club. So there's a lot of history there. Now, is this a private club or are you? No, it's a, you have, it's a public track. Okay, and uh, it was it was a it's a cool little track. It's like a link style type deal um, with a little water and this that and the other. Really windy. There's no trees, so huh. you're on, you're kind of beach type golf, but it's there's no trees whatsoever. Is it long? It's uh, it can it plays about seven thousand yards. It's not very long. 
but it pl- there's some holes that play really long because you're dead into the yeah. the Gulf winds. So yeah. uh, cool, cool, uh, cool little spot. Y'all need to go try to you know go check it out. Just like any local course, they you know they need money. Um, so <laughs> local, you know, local public courses. Was the golf okay though? I mean, fairways yeah, fine. Fairways were good. The greens were slow, but they were really smooth. Really good greens. Um, do you go with buddies or you get paired? I went with uh, my brother-in-law. And then what do you call your sister-in-law's husband? Is that your brother-in-law also? Yeah. Yeah, so I play with two brother-in-laws. He's a, he's a relative. Yeah. Just, yeah, I play with two brother-in-laws and a, a buddy of mine, and we um we had a lot of fun. It was okay. a lot of fun. A lot of birdies? Several. I had a boy. Several. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Didn't uh, A lot of, lot of lost balls as well, though. So Oh. It had potential. When uh-huh. the, when the driver gets going both ways, you just got to put it back. I mean, it can be a long day. It yeah. can be long, but it, we had a fun. We well, had fun, especially in that wind too. I mean, that's the way it was when I was down at Streamsong. I mean, you could hit a ball that you thought was going to be just fine, and as soon as the wind caught it, you could either be in the water or you could be you could hit a bad one that turned out to be in the middle of the fairway, depending right. on depending on if you ballooned it up or not. So, um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to take away take too much away <laughs> from the greatest possible golf day that you can have in the state of Alabama. I think the only thing that would be better is if you, because we did this years ago, and I really loved it. We got in. You used to, they would do a special down at Robert Trent Jones in Greenville. And in Greenville, I've forgotten the name of the Greenville course, but they've got 27 holes. they got three nine-hole courses. And you could pay a one-time fee, and you could tee off like at 7 a.m., and you could play till they pulled you off the course. I think at one point in time, we got in – Damn near 60 holes one day. Yeah. Um, so that was a real fun day. Now, we were completely spent and beat when we did that. Yeah. But still, uh, that was a fun day. But this one involved quality golf instead of quantity. It did quantity, too. Um, so we started out, we played in the 4-H tournament at Farm Links. Uh, those of you that have, have uh, that are listening to this and have never been to Farm Links, it's in Sylacauga. Uh, it's, it could also be named, if you Google it, under Purcell Farms at yes. Farm Links. Um, it is a public course, uh, but it is it is privately owned by the Purcell family, hence the Purcell Farms at Farm Links. Uh, they've added on to it through the years. This thing started out as a test course, and the public was not even allowed to play it. Turf test. Uh, yeah, it was a turf testing play. And still, when you go in, there's like a Toro building. There's also an Orvis building there because they have clay pigeons now that you can that you can shoot and uh, that kind of thing. So. Um, they got a hotel there now that they never had before. They've always they had cottages. They put the cottages in years ago, but those were just for golf. That's since changed to both golf and hunting. Um, and they now do serve booze. They used not to. Um, like you couldn't even bring your own. Like it was alcohol is not permitted on the premises whatsoever. If you Google like best par three in Alabama. I think yes. they're number four. Is it is it number four? It's number five. That's the number that's five. the hole we started. That was our very first hole of the day. That's the that's um, their that's their signature hole. It's like a hundred and eighty oh, foot elevation. It was two twenty from uh T to pin playing one seventy. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the elevation. That's change. cool. That's cool how they'll put like by the T box yes. they'll say today's yardage playing and then they'll tell you Exactly. And and this is, I'm not going to say the business because I don't want to rip them a new one. There's a there's a business up there that, you know, it's like $25,000 if you hit a hole in one. Yeah. She said, now y'all need to record it. It doesn't count. I've been a part of these tournaments before. <laughs> and I told her, I said, no, you need to be recording it. Yeah. I was like, they're going to claim if we win it that we doctored the video 
I was like, if it's one of ours, I, and, I was like, the, the the sponsor is supposed to video the hole in one, which I don't know how because you're 220 yards away. You can't see. I told you we didn't not know until we got like with a cell phone camera. You you saw the shot because yeah. I you posted. I sent it to you. You posted it, and I was probably 10, 12 feet away. We knew that to the naked eye. You could not see that on camera. No. And so when she's when she said that, and I said, "No," I said, "I think you should be recording it." And she, she like got, she gave you a little, with me. She little gave stink me a, eye. And I said, "Okay." And here we go. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Your money." I was like, "Your company's gonna be real upset with you if somebody hits a hole in one and they got to cut a check for twenty five grand because the insurance company won't because you didn't do the video." Right. Uh, but whatever, that's on you. You deal with that. So uh, we played there, started on the five, and uh, totally got cheated. Everybody did. Dude, I've been hosed in Uh-oh. four man scramble. I've never so been bad. hosed this bad. You so cannot win a four man scramble. No, never. Just do it for charity and friendship because I, you cannot win one. I've said that the best one I've ever been a part of was a um, a church involved, well, a youth organization involved um, scramble, and the reason being is because they didn't tell you this to the end. They didn't care about scores. Yeah. They let you go out there and they play, and then they everybody got given a ticket, and you won door prizes. So you could finish dead last in the tournament. You're and, taking some home, and you could take home a three hundred dollar gift card to the pro shop. Like it, like they gave good prizes too. They didn't just give like a sleeve of balls. Like everybody got a good prize, and so that's the best one I ever played in. And it was fun because you knew nobody was cheating. Everybody was just out there having a good time. I'm be honest. I think the only time I've ever won one, we cheated. <laughs> yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And this team. We get up there after we turn our score in. Um, we shot eighteen under. They also didn't allow you Cheater. to buy. They didn't allow you to buy mulligans. Uh, well, no, they 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 really messed up. They need to back everybody. They had us play from the Bobcat tees, which are like in front of the white tees. If you yeah. if you equate that to another there, course, that, make, that brings some par fours into play. Oh, there were every par, par every par four was drivable except for like the one that's their longest one down by like the road, one handicap road yeah. or handicap uh, hole, and every par five was. You know, easily reachable too. Yeah. And so, um, and so we get up to the score table and we're thinking, oh, 18. Now our handicaps with, you know, I'm an eight, nine, probably playing to like an 11 right now, but registered, I think, at like an 8.9. So that's what I turned in. Yeah. Uh, just in case they are checking. Sure. Uh, other guys I'm playing with, they're all, no, nobody, the highest one we had was like an 11 handicap. That was it. And so, all pretty much the same guy. Yeah, all pretty much the same guy. I play with one of the guys. And so we get up there and we turn it in. There's already a 32 under posted. Net? Yeah. It has to be net, yeah. Yeah, but still, there's not a guy that's got a 20 handicap that's going to be able to shoot 16, 17 under so he can double up and be 32. Like, that's th- just not possible. You don't think they had, like, one homie that was like a 30 handicap that they just, or what's the highest you can go? 36? That's, I would say I wish more tournaments would do that. Some of these tournaments that don't really know golf, they'll let you turn in whatever you want. So cap it at 18. Like, I think you should cap it at 18. I think you should yeah. say, if they come up and they say, I'm a 22, no, you're not. You're an 18. You're an 18 today. You're an 18 today. That's just Sir. the way it is. Like, we're not giving more than one stroke. I mean, because that's the only way. Yeah. Some holes they were able to get two strokes on. So in a, in a four yeah, man scramble. scramble. I mean, come on, man. So I mean, uh, can can there be like net? There's like net zeros and stuff. Probably. I mean, if on I, a, if they ever made like a, I, I guess. I mean, it. It's another buddy of mine that plays. He's probably a. He's he plays at around a, a three or four. I think he's registered at. 
And, I mean, they shot 16. Yeah. And when he walked up, I was I was like, how'd you do? He's, he said, we did pretty good. He said, we shot 16. He said, how'd y'all? And I said, 18. He goes, oh. He said, do you think there's anything? I said, oh, no. I said, wait till you go see the score. What do you? What was I their said, gross a, score? I wonder. Uh, they wouldn't. Pl- they wouldn't post that up there. They only posted net. They score? only posted. Net what score. was y'all's net score? We didn't even stay around to see. Like as soon as we saw the thirty-two, we grabbed a burger and left, so we go to Shoal. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> we did not hang around. What was waiting around the bend? We knew that that eighteen was not going to turn into thirty-two with our handicap. Was much better than the so hundred fifty dollar shop credit. We said, hey, they, we said they're feeding us burgers. Let's grab a burger and let's go get in the truck and head on. Uh, so that's what we did. And so, um, by the way, Farm Link's great shape. Um, it, is, it, it always is. It was, well, it was, that, that was part of Silicaga that they needed some time because it did get, he, they explained to us, it gotten a little rough at, at one point. COVID actually saved them and allowed them to shut the course down and actually get some work done because they weren't getting as much play on it. So, um, and since you've got a, a friggin' turf management slash golf yeah. fixer around, like people go, Here's the thing: when y'all y'all are wondering about Purcell Farms and Farm Links, people will intern in agronomy either with Augusta National or Farm Links. Farm Links, like that's how elite they are. Yeah, that's how elite and that's how good it is because they do everything from fertilizer to their test ground for mowers. You'll see you'll see machinery out there that is not on the market yet because yep. they are testing it. So uh, it's a very cool thing. They also were very cool because. With it being a test site, if you just go play regular rounds, there's usually a tractor of some sort on every hole that you're playing. Yeah. Pulled them all off the course for this one. So we were able – I mean, it was quiet golf the entire time. That's cool. Um, with the longhorns long that they Longhorns in the distance. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah it's phenomenal. And it's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you get off a side road in Sylacauga, and as a matter of fact, it says Farm Links, 8.8 miles. It's actually called like – is it Talladega Springs or something like that? Is so. the little community that's in? Yeah, I think so. Um, hey, also go follow Purcell Farms on Facebook. Every major, yes, they do a contest. If you pick the winner, used to, used to, it was like you and a foursome. You, you get to play for free. Yeah, but I think they started kind of losing losing their a. Yeah, on it. I'm sure they did. <laughs> so uh, now it's just you get your own free round. So. We just typically my my group of guys. We just all go pick the same guy. Yeah, every every time and see what happens. And it's a um, and they do serve booze now. Those of you who want to have a beer and play, uh, they've been doing that for a few few years now. They got their liquor license, and so I think they knew getting a hotel coming. They had to do something like that because people were going to want to get away and yeah. have a cocktail by the pool or something. Uh, so it was awesome. Um, so played there, and then we loaded up with our burger in hand. And drove about 35 minutes up the road to the outside of Birmingham and played Shoal Creek. Here's, Shoal Creek. Here's the best part. Unbelievable. Our caddies had already walked 18. Because you get given a caddy when you go to Shoal. Yes. Um, they had already walked 18, so they allowed us to carry carts, which is oh. unheard of at Shoal. Wow. Oh, made a huge difference. What, you get a, a actual driving cart or a push cart? You get a driving cart that they the caddies rode on the back of. And so when you want to walk, you walk, which just about every approach shot, we just grab a putter and walk to the green, which was awesome. That and, never happens. And just about it. No, it doesn't. I didn't even know they had carts. They, they, they you don't see any. I don't, where <laughs> they came from, I have no idea. Who do you play golf with? How do I get in this friend group? <laughs> I have two friends out of the four that went and I still don't get in. <laughs> so <sighs> it was all, it, Shoal's gone through some major Renovation slash fixes. Uh, the tornadoes Tornado. came yeah. through. Um, actually made one hole better, in my opinion. Hole number four, which is the longest par four and the number one handicap hole on the course. Uh, for me, it's usually 
it's, it's I mean, it's got to be right around 500 yards because it's usually driver three wood or driver hybrid or driver four iron into the yeah. green. Uh, the green is also it's the it's one of the few that they have, but it's also like a turtleback green. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, one of the guys we played with put it off green um, when we got up there. Oh. Uh, so yeah, it's a. Uh, I want that. Yeah, it's it's a. Uh, <laughs> It, it's that those two holes in a row, four and five. Five is a par three. It's also uh, it's a it's a short par three, but the green is about the size of an F one hundred and fifty pickup truck, and that's what you're trying to land it in is the is the cab of the F one hundred and fifty pickup truck. So, so for um, those that aren't familiar, Shoal Creek, why we think it's so great? It's hosted the eighty four PGA Championship, yep. the eighty six US Am Championship, the nineteen ninety PGA Championship. The, the 2008 Junior Amateur, the 2010 Southern Amateur, uh, the and it hosted the 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15 Regions Tradition, yep. which is the one the first major of the year for the the Champions Tour, uh, and it had the 2018 U.S. Women's Open. Yep, it's the number one private course. Some will argue Birmingham, the West is it the West Course? It's it's always like a tie between. Greystones up there because they like the they. You know, they like to play tournaments there. Uh, SEC women play there. Uh, LPGA Tour plays there. You can't um, beat it, basically, is so, what we're trying to say. Yeah, it's it, and the customer service is phenomenal. Um, everything from the, the the pros, the assistant pros, the caddies, uh, It's they wait on your hand and foot, even when you're at the 19th hole having a beer afterwards and food. and uh, It's pretty cool, too, because you heard some of the majors that, that Kyle had mentioned that, that have been hosted there. Um, it's really cool because you can go in the locker rooms and you can see the name plates of the, the players that uh, their lockers that they have whenever they're able to come visit. So, uh, and they're making a push for twenty twenty four. Is that right? It's a, it's one that's not too far off. Yeah, it's twenty twenty four PGA Championship. They're looking to they're trying to bring it back there. Um, they're not a public course, so it can't be a U.S. Open. Um, but they're looking for the PGA Championship. They're they're in a bidding war with I think two other courses. Yeah, uh, to get it and. Um, that they they got a real good shot, and I say that because I mean I'm not saying that anything is faulty going on with insurance or whatever, but with the tornadoes coming through, uh, they've gotten some without having to assess members and all that. They've gotten some insurance money to clean up the course because it. The, yeah, I heard the between front between four and six, four and six are parallel to one another. There used to be all kinds of trees, and it's like a links course. It is a there are no trees there anymore. Um, and so, and they've grassed it. They're not trying to replant. They've grassed it. So, wow. Um, it's it's going to be a wide open area for pros to hit in on that hole because that that tree line kind of bottlenecked a little bit before it opened back up. Yeah. And now it's not there. And so, if you hit a, if you hit a fade, if you try to go on the left side, you could clip a tree. And now you can just, just smash it. Just I tell you what, they better not do, and that's put fairway bunkers out there because. I heard that that's not good. That's boring. I don't. I, <laughs> I don't know if they will. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Oh, what they do here? They put a fairway bunker. Uh, so um, it's it's beautiful. It's funny because there's also I didn't realize how many houses were on that course because it was so wooded, and so the tornadoes came through, and Revealed now you can some. actually see yeah. the houses now. And so I I saw houses this time that this is probably the third or fourth time that I've played it, and the last time I played was like pre-COVID. So it's been a while since I was, since I was out there. And, um, and so I, there were houses out there I didn't know existed. They also have a little, a little short, 
a little small par three course. I think it's seven holes, a par three course, uh, that a lot of members will go and, and play. That's where they, I think they sell a lot of bets over there because you can see a bunch of guys fist pumping yeah. every year on uh, number two and you see the the par three course. So uh, fun time, fun track. Um, made a couple of birdies. We didn't, I, I, of course, I couldn't keep up with birdies in my birdie count at the scramble. So, because uh, that didn't count, but made a couple of birdies while I was up there, uh, which is odd because that's the first time I've birdied any of the holes at Shoal. We play the champions tees which is a combo of threes and fours yeah every par four is from the three tees every par five and par three is from the four tees gotcha they will not let you play the tips unless you have a scratch yeah or better so um so it played kind of long with some holes Uh, we lucked out with some of the damage they've had some of the par threes moved up so able to get away with some stuff there Uh, (laughs) that instead of hitting a 220 yard shot i was able to hit a 135 yard shot so made it better yeah, that was my weekend. How I need was yours? to be down. I need to be down for the next trip. <laughs> right. I, I don't know how I can get on. I don't know how I get on this list, but I got to get on it. Because <laughs> yeah. I've always, I've that's all, that's one of my bucket lists. You I've know, always, you talked your buddy into it. He was not going. It was just going to be the three of us that went up and played show. Oh, he, and you texted him because you knew that I was playing with him, and you said, "Man, that's he." You said something like, "That's awesome." The two number one you know, the private and public courses in the state of Alabama, and you're getting to play him. Oh, he wasn't going to go? And he wasn't going to go. I'll, I'll punch him in the face. He was going to turn around and co- he was going to turn around and come back here. That's why we took two vehicles up there. Oh, my God. I will. He's a big dude, so and I so, can't really do that. But um, Yeah, he wasn't going to go. And then I'm all gonna, of a sudden, after you guilted him into it, you know, we get to, I don't know, the, the 12th or 13th hole at, at, um, at Farm Links, and he goes, I'm going to go. <laughs> You know, and my other buddy was like, "Well, I need to know because I got to tell them." Yeah, like because you can't for, just roll caddies and all sh- that. Like they, it's it's different than most courses, so I, I need to let them know. Uh, so he he called them and let them know. He he said, "So I need a yes or no right now. You got to make a decision. Are you going or not?" And Unbelievable. He said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm going." So um, uh, that's not even an option. Like th- that can never be that can never be an option. No. Well, oh that's what gosh. one of the other guys that was with us said. He told him. He said. When you get an invite to go to Shoal, you go to Shoal. You just go. Like you figure no everything out asked. later. Okay, no that's how that that's how that works. You that's figure it funny out later. though. I, t- I did text him. I was like, uh, I said, so the number one public course and the number one private course in one day is that the greatest golf day in Alabama possible? And he said, Yep, life is good. And I guess that's probably whenever he te- he told y'all he was in. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I you notice I didn't send you any. Pictures or videos, like that's another thing. They're they're an old school country club. There's no phones on the course. Yeah, those phones go in your bag, and so you really you let your your loved ones know when you don't get pictures. You, you hear those? Uh, the caddies are a little more loose in the afternoon after they walked eighteen. Ah, okay, <laughs> and you probably so, just got like and, three guys fired. Yeah, so you probably did. <laughs> um, and they and they, I mean, they know it's going to be shared, shared on social, but like they don't want you taking. The reason they want it in your bag, they don't want you taking phone calls. And that kind of thing. They're yeah. okay with taking a camera out or taking a phone out, taking a picture every now and then. But like videos and stuff, they're not big into that at all. No. And so uh, I was really hoping you could we could do some TikToks from Shoal Creek. Yeah, I was really wanting to, but they they and and that's another thing. If you'll notice, they took the pictures, we didn't. So we literally handed them our phone and and um, so yeah, it's uh and if and if you're walking. Don't even think that phone's going in your bag. You can't have it in your pocket to pull it out every now. They don't want, uh-uh. It's going in your bag, and if it doesn't go in your bag, they will put it in their caddy bib. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 strict. It's And I like it that way, though. Yeah. But, I mean, you 
I've, I've told my wife, she doesn't believe me. I said, this, when I've gone and played this course, I'm like, don't try to call or text. That's why they do it. Yeah. They do it. They do it for you, Ben. I'm like, they do it for you. They do it for me. I said, if you don't, thought of everything, I said, if you don't call or, or if you call or text and you don't hear from me for a while, because like that's the thing is, I'm either even, dead or I'm at Shoal Creek. Even at the halfway, yeah, I'm either <laughs> dead at Shoal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure she loves that too. Uh, so um, when you get to the halfway house, they'll say that they'll say, you know, you you need to check your bag, you need to make any phone calls or anything uh, when you because oh, wow. they got a little halfway house, and so yeah, they don't want you. They want you out there doing business, man. They, oh. they, if you if you're somebody that you can't be away from your phone because you are some sort of outside salesperson or something of that nature, you need to let every client know when you play show. I'm out of pocket for four and a half hours. Yeah. And if they say, "What do you mean?" Say, so "I just, I, you will not get me. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize. You know, it I will touch base is. when it's over. You'll understand. Yes, later. you will understand. So uh, that's how it works. It was great." So, what a great, what a great, that was Saturday? Or? Uh, that was Thursday. That was Thursday. So we left, Dear Lord. we left for that tournament. Middle we, of the week. We left at 6 a.m. Do you even come to Leaks, and I got home at 9.30 that do night. Do you even go to work on Friday after that? Yeah, I did. You did? That was stupid. That I was just, so stupid. Uh, so yeah, I got up and had, I got up at four o'clock the next morning and went on into work and, uh, and it was so dumb to do. And then I played again on Sunday at RTJ. The Lakes so, course, which is a yeah. top 10, another top 10 Alabama yep. course. And it was fantastic. So uh, it's in great shape. They are redoing the Lynx greens and tee boxes. They look great. You can see because the putting green. I was out there the other day. Uh, oh, were you? Yeah. Did you look at the putting? Because the putting green is all, it was big grass too. So they're redoing it in the back. And between it and you can see from the, you can see it in 18 from, um, from like the balcony. And so they, the 18's already green. I mean, it's not, yeah. you can't play on it, but. Uh, they're doing a great job. They're trying. They say they're going to have it ready by, uh, hopefully, end of July, first of August or September. Um, it's a cool track. That was their goal. It's a cool place. We're lucky. We're blessed we, to have that. We are Grand National, the Links and the Lakes course right there. They they've hosted a PGA event there. Mm-hmm. Um, we're so blessed to have that. Like literally five minutes away from yeah. where we are right now. I think that they would do it differently if they redesigned it because one of the reasons that cost them talking to some of the guys that work there that have cost them some tournaments through the years is uh, the Lynx course you can't play a tournament on because no. there's no loop back to the clubhouse and there's not enough shelter. You have to have PGA standards requirement as well as any of these other golf tournaments. It's not very fan-friendly, I wouldn't think, no, either. Not not at all. And so um, it's not easily accessible if somebody were to get hurt or injured or something. Even if it's a fan, it doesn't have to be a player. It can be a fan. There's just no – it doesn't come back to the clubhouse. So – uh, the lake course, that's the thing. Is it being on the lake? That's another reason they don't go is because they actually, the tournaments that have been here, they reverse the nines. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. So one becomes 10 and uh, 10 becomes one. And then it's really odd because nine and 18 still play the same. That would, you know, now that I think about it, you're right. That would blow my mind. Yeah. So it's really, it's really strange how they, how they do it. So it's, um, still a cool place. It's it's, it's super awesome. awesome place. It's awesome. So um, what a weekend! Uh, yeah, what a great weekend. weekend of golf, and I probably won't be able to play now for another three weeks. My back's killing me, and everything. That's fine though. I'm okay with it. Yeah, that <laughs> and the boss at the house is probably yeah. saying you need to take some time yeah, off. Yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be asking <laughs> playing golf anytime soon. Right now, we know how that goes. We know yeah, how that goes. That's all right. You boys, listen. I'll see y'all Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Um, so we transition from we transition that. Transition from that to the tournament that is coming here to Auburn University Club. 
And we won't name names. We'll have more on that on our Thursday episode. But I will be. You'll be looping. On the loop. On yep. a bag. I'm getting on a bag for this. I'm pretty fired up. It's going to be my, I have another caddy experience I'll tell at another time. Oh, really? But uh, yeah, almost, I broke like three rules in the first uh, three holes, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that on another day. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, um. I've been I've been kind of looking forward to this not only for content but just for the experience and seeing yeah. it. Uh, these guys that come through are just unbelievable. Last year, it's a three day event, not even a four day event, and the there was a playoff at like nineteen under. Like wow. they just absolutely these dudes just light it up, and I'm I'm pretty blessed. I'm going to get to jump on a bag and go. That is awesome. Take it for a spin. That attractive you play quite often, so hopefully you can give them some advice. You never know what they want. Yeah. A lot of them just want you to uh, show up, keep up, and shut up. So yep. I'm I'm fully prepared for that too. Um, and then if they ask questions, uh, you know I'll do the best I can. I had a I had I a buddy that caddied for the LPGA Tour event that came through, uh, and and at it, RTJ and um, he put his name on the list and he caddied for a young lady, and that's what she wanted. Just she just show up on time. He got her number. He texted her. Said. When you need me, you want me to come play, or you want me to come uh, carry your bag on practice rounds or ride with you? You want any invite? Nope. I'll see you before tea time on Thursday. Tea time is this. He's like, what time do you want me there? She was like, 20 minutes before tea time. Like, she didn't want him going on the range to, he wanted to go on the range to, like, see how she hit it, see how far she hit it, maybe take a few notes, whatever. And they only got in one disagreement. And it was on one hole, and he, told her to punch out and take her medicine because we've all played that one hole, and uh, I think it's 13, and it's a par four, and it's dead when you're right, and you just have to punch out and take your medicine. Yeah. And she said, nope. She goes, give me the five iron. He said, this is not the play. And sure <laughs> enough, she clipped the tree. She ended up making triple. She missed the cut by three strokes. Ooh. Yeah. Should have listened to the local guy. So, I mean, he told her. He said nobody ever gets out, and yet she wanted to get up by the green to try to get up and down for par. And he's like, you can just tip it out there. I mean, because even they were hitting three woods where we hit drivers. And yeah. they played from pretty much the orange tees, like the same tees that we would play from at RTJ. Yeah. And and so he, he just after a few holes, he kind of knew her. And he was like, I mean, he knew she could hit a nine iron 145, 150 yards. He was like, hit it out there to the 150. Then we'll make par. Right. And uh, no, she missed the cut by one stroke. So she took a triple on that hole. She missed the cut by one stroke. So she would have been there for the weekend. Even with a double, she'd have been there for the weekend. That hurts. Just to make yeah. a bogey and you're in. So there's something to be said for the show up, shut up. and But there's something to also be said for, hey, if you got a question, don't let pride get in the way of asking the local guy, where where's my miss here? Yeah. You know, where if 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 this is you, where are you missing? You know, what's the easiest way to get up and down from here? And she didn't do it. They cost her. There's a couple of blind tee shots out there, too, that if you're not aware of the where, you know, the bounce in the fairway. Yeah, can, the AU club. Yeah, yep. you can think you hit a, a few good shots. So, may, you know, maybe I can help there. Biggest thing, I'm just there for friendship and experience. So. Yeah, that's and the thing. The pod. Is, um, <laughs> at RTJ, there's really no blind tee shot. So, I mean, that's that's why she kind of wanted to just put up and yeah. shut up because you can everything's right in front of you. Uh, yeah, I didn't think about that with AU Club. There, there are a couple of holes that could you could think you hit a great shot, and you get down there and you be in a OB on one on a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of curious. Or you think you hit it down the middle and 
you know, the way this the slope is, it can put you off, you know, put you in a bad spot. So. Well, the two holes in a row, the uh, number is at 11 and then 12, even just the par four and the par five, that par five, that dog legs right. There's a lot of people who try to cut the corner yeah. over those bunkers thinking they're perfectly okay and they get down there and they're in the woods. Um, 11's bad. It, 11, you can't see anything. You can't see anything. And, yeah. and unless you can hit a sweep and draw where you know it's just going to be perfect down there, if you hit any kind of cut whatsoever, you're probably going to be in trouble. Your ball's going to be on eBay. Yeah. Yeah, it's in a backyard. Yeah, it's and 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 OB. So you're going to have to re-tee as well, yep. and and tee off with an iron to just make it, it findable. Yep. So um, yeah, good I'm luck with that. We'll have, it. we'll have more on that on Thursday when you get more details on yeah, who we'll and keep, what and where and why and all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, we'll keep you posted on that. So uh, appreciate it, guys. Uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review mm-hmm. on the Apple iTunes podcast app. We said that. If uh, the funnier or the the more creative, the better. We yes. read it online, and we got a really good one. Um, I can't really pronounce the name, but it looks like it's Emil Amand Dinsong or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's a long it's a long name, but she basically just says, "I think it's a she." It says, "I love these guys." When my dad won't text me back about what's going on in the golf world, I just turn on the Dad Bod Golf Pod, and it fills the void of a father. <laughs> So crying faces and laughy faces. If that's emojis. not a ringing endorsement, I don't know what is. That's, that's awesome. awesome. So y'all keep them coming. We'll read them out loud. Um, really enjoyed it. And uh, we'll catch you next time. You also can catch us at golfpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can leave us a voicemail message as well. And we will play that on the air. 334-521-8307. 334-521-8307. We put that on Twitter, on Insta, all that stuff up above. So you guys go and find us on TikTok. Dad by Golf Pod. Always stroke. You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.